What's happening, good folks? This is Daryl Dixon Jr. You are now tuned in to the I Am Set Apart podcast. Um, today was a good day. I posted earlier a uh, you know, little excerpt how uh, you should start your mornings off the right way. You know, I went out for a jog, and while I was on my jog, I was listening to the book of Esther. And um, real quick tidbit, man, for those who can, I know they got apps out there like the Bible version, uh, the Bible experience. Man, get it. Please get it. I mean, the way technology in the world is moving today, there should be no excuse or no reason why we cannot get our devotional time in with God. If you spend most of your time in a car going up the road, that's the perfect time. If you spend most of your time cleaning a house, washing dishes, uh, your homemaker, I don't know, whatever it is, there's, I mean, they got Siri, they got Echo, um, Echo Dot, they got uh, Alexa, and I mean, you could just, hey, Alexa, play the Bible experience, play, you know, whatever. You can get it in. You can get it in however you want to fit it in. And I really don't see what the excuse is now to not spend that time with God. Because I'm telling you, listen, God has feelings as well. And um, I just got to throw this caveat in there. God has feelings as well. He talks about getting angry. He talks about being jealous and not having no other gods before him. And I'm pretty sure he feels some type of way when the only time we come to him is when we want something or we're in trouble. So with that being said... All the relationships you have on this earth horizontally, hey, you cannot tell me that there's one person out there that wouldn't feel some type of way if an individual that knows them, that they so-called have a relationship with, only comes to them, calls them, texts them, reaches out to them when they need something, and then they don't hear from them ever. So if you feel some type of way when it comes to that, imagine how God feels. But thank God he ain't us because we'll love one another today and we'll curse each other tomorrow where God is. He's 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 not a man that he should lie nor say something to change his mind nor cast a shifting shadow. He's the same now in the past uh, and forever. And I thank God for that. I thank God he's not fickle like me. I thank God that his love hasn't been contingent like mine's or, or like others. I'm glad that he hasn't. Uh, said he would do something and then because uh, he just you know what I'm saying woke up and didn't feel like doing it he decided not to do it and there's people out there uh, family what have you that do that there, there's just no integrity there's no character uh, if you say you want to do something do it I don't care how much money you have in the world I don't care how influential you are or think you are if you have if you're not a person, a man or woman who stands by your word, it's not going to be a lot of people that like you. And trust me, there are a lot of rich liars, deceivers, schemers, plotters out there that people just put up with them because they're means to an end. I need you to get from point A to point B. Once I get that, I'm out. But that ain't what I'm here to talk to you about. I'm just saying, consider, you know, somebody else other than yourself. You know, the principles are still the same. It's a relationship. This walk isn't. Um, we're not robots God doesn't make us do anything He's given us free will And so we have the choice To choose salvation Or not to choose it To choose to do the right thing Or not to choose it And so again I chose to get up this morning To go on a three mile run And while I was doing that Instead of putting on music To get me hype Or listening to something else I decided Hey let me get my devotional in And listen to Esther 
at first I didn't know why I wanted to listen to Esther, but I needed to hear a story, you know, and oftentimes we learn through other people's stories. We learn uh, very good principles and sometimes we can place ourselves in those situations. And here in this particular situation, um, I, I, I was I listened to the whole book. I mean, it's crazy how you can listen to things faster than you can kind of read it. Though it's no substitute, but is an alternative when you don't have that time to sit down and really like get into the meat and potatoes. But uh, I got through the whole book and um, I was listening uh, to chapter four, which is what really stuck out to me. Because this is the time where uh, Haman, no, Mordecai had found out the plot that Haman was going to wipe out all the Jews. Now, now, this was the problem. Okay, this was the problem. Haman, um, Mordecai, just like in the past. I mean, he was in the gates minding his own business. He discovered uh, there were people planning to kill the king and he stopped it. And once more, he found out that Haman was plotting to wipe out all the Jews, Esther included, and she was married to the king. She was the queen. And so uh, I'm gonna try to keep this brief. Basically, Mordecai, uh, Esther sent her servant out to Mordecai to find out what was going on. Why was he, you know, grieving or whatnot? Mordecai told the servant, the servant delivered the message to uh, Esther, and it pretty much went like this Listen, I discovered a plot. Haman is trying to kill all the Jews. You need to bring this to the king. And with a little bit of Bible background back in that time and that day when uh, she was married to King Xerxes, I believe, and nobody could come before the king without being requested to and extended uh, his, his golden scepter, right? And so when Mordecai, you know, is delivering the message telling Esther what's going on, Esther, her response is, well, the king hasn't seen me in about a month and I don't know what's going on, but you know, I can't go before him unless I'm summoned. Now, Mordecai ain't thinking about whether you were summoned or not. He's like, listen, if you don't do something, you are a Jew as well as I am. And don't think because you're sitting in the king's palace that you're going to be exempt from this annihilation that's about to take place. So, uh, you know, and, and, and understand, man, like, understand the the situation, the, the depth of what's going on here, okay? You're not talking about one person. You're talking about a whole race of people because of the hatred of one man something we often experience today because of the hatred of one particular individual has for another human being or race that has done nothing to them and has nothing better to do than sit around and think about diabolical plans on how to wipe them off the face of the earth now for whatever sick and demented reason that's going to make their life better I, I, I dare not venture in, in, into those unknown depths, but what I do know is we do face those problems every day, whether it's business, whether it's family, whether it's ministry, uh, whether it's entrepreneurship, there are obstacles, and unfortunately, there are obstacles in the form of people, and those people just dislike you for no other reason than the fact that they just dislike you. It could be their upbringing, it could be their thought process, uh, it could be a a childhood trauma or something that they've gone through that they just they have this disdain for somebody whose skin is not like theirs somebody who doesn't speak the same language a whole culture or race who doesn't look like them 
it's crazy but that's the world we live in and that's the problem we have are you being harassed or persecuted because you're a christian because you're the head of your family because you're a pastor or a preacher or or you're you clean the toilets you know at the church or you're an entrepreneur you are coming up with creative ways to solve a problem for uh uh for a need that you see that's in the community right and with you sharing that you have done nothing directly that you know of uh to offend anybody even david said in psalm somewhere he said he said lord um forgive me for for my sins because who can know all a man's errors who can know all of our hidden faults yes there are things we do unconsciously unconsciously there are things we do that may offend the next person that we don't even have no knowledge of that we did be honest you know because i'm in it i see it happen a lot in churches today you know the the pastor is human like we are the ministers and deacons are human just like we are and we might not say hi or, or pass by them without speaking and they take offense to it and so they're walking around and they're trying to build allies not understanding just not even considering that maybe this individual was going through something that day other than the fact that they have a million other things on their mind on their shoulders burdens that they're carrying that is way more important than them thinking about saying hi to you now don't now understand that if you know that this person normally does you know greet you but just this particular time they didn't then at least there should be some compassion in your heart to you know maybe consider that they didn't mean nothing by it and i and i challenge you to think about that those who are listening why is it that the first thing in our nature to do is to take offense at something that we don't even know if that person really meant to do was intentional about doing and some of us would say oh they meant to did they meant to do it they meant to do it because you know you know this is how it happened and, and whoop de whoop 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 and my question would be did you did your soul jump out of your body into their mind and assess that they meant to do what they meant to do like seriously like like this camera that's facing me let's think of this as a person in this lens that's their eyes that's their that's their perspective so Canon, that's the name of the camera, Canon. Canon came in today. Canon normally says hi, but Canon just, you know, was just the whole demeanor, the whole disposition was crazy. And Canon just came in, didn't say hi to nobody today. Well, I took it upon myself to take offense to that because, oh my God, Canon came in and didn't say hi to me. Oh, I'm offended. Why? I'm offended. Why? Now, can I jump into Cannon's lens, into his, I'm saying his, into, uh, well, let's say his, for example, I, I, can I jump into Cannon's mind and perspective and, and look at life through their eyes and see what they're going through right now? No, I cannot. So how can we assume that a person meant to do something just because about their disposition or their demeanor or the way they came off to you or the way uh, 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 they responded or didn't respond to you? I know it pisses me off when people get attitudes with me when i'm saying hi how you doing do you need something and and they coming to me like the response is just unwarranted like it's uncalled for but nine times out of ten there's always something behind it but it's not directly linked to you or something you did it just may be something they're going through and that's how it's manifesting itself so you know we got to understand that you know we talk about being a bigger person i love the fact that how god set this walk up the way he structured the bible and the way he set it up was 
we are to take up our own cross and we are the ones that have to step out and make the first move. He didn't say, wait till they forgive and then you forgive them. No, he said, you forgive. Because if you don't forgive, then I won't forgive you. Now, whether they forgive you or not has nothing to do with the fact that he said, you, Daryl, me, you, you the listener, you forgive them first. Even if they don't forgive you. Even if they don't forgive you. Even if they don't forgive you. You understand? And so, uh, understand that there are things that the word says that it, it, it it's not predicated on what the other individual does. Your well-being, your growth, your calling, your assignment, where God is taking you to, your purpose is not predicated on what the other person does or does not do for you. And so in this situation, in this particular situation, what Esther had to do, but was reluctant to do, had would have a big effect, disastrous effect. You can understand. Just let's let's put this in today's term. Let's put this in perspective, okay? I just told you, okay. Let's say I, I I'm the let's say I'm the governor, right? You know, or the secretary of state, and I go to first lady, Mrs. President. Hey, um, I did I just discovered a plot that somebody within your cabinet is about to take out every single individual in this particular part of town and you need to go talk to the president and holla at him. I know he got a whole lot going on I know he out there shaking hands kissing babies you know uh you know whatever whatever but you need to holler at him because if you don't then we all gonna die and the first lady responds with, well, you know, I can't because, you know, he's busy. He got a lot going on. He got to fly over there, fly over there. And I'm like, but well, hold on, hold on. You're not understanding, okay? We about to die. Something bad is about to happen. And you need to go inform him of this because it's people close to him that's plotting on the demise and the destruction of the people over here that did nothing to this individual. And so now this first lady has a choice. They have a choice to... Well, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the White House. I'm, I'm, I'm protected. You know, y'all gotta figure that out. But in this case, she's gonna be affected too because she's not safe from it as well. And so now you have this dilemma where do I do what's right for the good of the public, for the good of everybody, or do I be selfish and 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 worry about my own well-being and my own safety? And that happens too often, especially within families today. You got family members that are in a position. You have people on a job. You have friends. You have coworkers who may know your situation or a situation at large. And to preserve their well-being and what they got, their good thing they got going on, they're willing to let the good of the rest of the people suffer. 
Now, understand, hear what I'm saying. Go back to Esther. Don't misconstrue my words. Don't take bits and pieces of, of, of this and, 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 and try to apply it to your, your uh, 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 isolated incident because we're talking about more than one person. The fate of the Jewish people was in Esther's hands. And she had the choice, chill in the, uh, the, the castle and be safe or take a chance and risk her life for the good of all her people. So she called a fast. And my God, just think of the power. Just think of the power that's there. If there was a situation so dire that everybody in the community, everyone in the in the United States of America or, or, or wherever, got together and did a national fast, a corporate fast, uh, 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 just, just got together like lord we need a breakthrough we need your answer on on this particular situation because it's like unscrambling scrambled eggs there's stuff going on that's out of our control we don't know what to do about it lord we're putting aside everything food drink entertainment job whatever and we're coming to seek your face that's the power of prayer in fasting and so i leave you with this today uh Perhaps you're being harassed and persecuted because of what you stand for. You're a child of God. You got to speak on things that is going to disrupt the status quo that people aren't going to agree with. And oftentimes God speaks from macro. He speaks objectively, whereas we as people, we see subjectively. So we are good for twisting the word of God to suit our purposes rather than what it means and how it applies to everybody. And so I challenge you today and leave you with this maybe God has placed you in a situation to further his purposes because what he's placed inside of you and only you you're the one who can change the situation for a lot of people and maybe it's not for you to avoid the trouble but to change the way you see your troubles because God is more than capable of correcting our vision so I challenge you today whatever situation you're in Maybe God has placed you in that situation because he's the one that sent you particularly to lift up and bring your people out of a situation they're in. Maybe it's the generational curse of poverty or, or um, maybe it's a, a, a education. Family members never graduated or high school, went to college. Maybe it's a... a um, broken homes, uh, having children out of wedlock, and you are now leading the charge. You are setting the example as to what a husband is supposed to be like, what a wife's supposed to be like, what a businessman is supposed to be like, what a servant leader is supposed to be like, what a minister is supposed to be like, brother, sister, mother, we could run down the list, but you are in a, a, a particular situation where you have influence over both sides, and you have to make a hard decision, do I make friends with the world and become an enemy with God? Or do I please God and do the right thing and risk losing some friends, some ching-ching, some cheddar, you know, getting demoted, but getting promoted in the eyes of God. So, you know, I'll leave you with that. Let God today just take some time to meditate and let him challenge your perspective as to the trouble that you're in or facing right now. 
Try not to look at it as woe is me, why me, why am I in this situation versus, okay, God, why am I here? Because don't get it twisted. Don't think that just because you had a good run, you prayed every day during this week, you didn't read your Bible, you didn't, you know, you didn't went and, and gave, you know, the homeless person walking up to the car a few dollars, that trouble ain't going to come your way. It's just a matter of how you looking at that trouble. Like, okay, God, you brought this to me, so what am I supposed to do with this? So this is Daryl. This is the I Am Set Apart Podcast. Uh, please, if you uh, like what you hear, please support the link in the cash app. And when I uh, share this here, please let your friends know, share, subscribe, comment. Let me know if there's anything you want to dialogue or talk about. And remember, make the most of every opportunity. Look for somebody else to bless and add value to. And until our next episode, y'all have a blessed one. Peace.